2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: But you know, you and I, John, were just talking about uh, the the Brown situation here. And we we got in a little bit of a disagreement on whether Amari Cooper is elite or not. And I actually think that that decision, right, and we got to do it earlier, like what's what's if you can only get one elite player this offseason, elite Edge rusher, elite defensive tackle, uh, elite wide receiver. And by the way, it's going to be hard to find any of them. But like if you said, I can have Mike Evans or I can have DeRon Payne, give me DeRon Payne. If you can say, you can have Mike Evans or you can have, it's not really an elite edge. Uh, Chandler Jones becomes available. I'll take Chandler Jones. But I still don't think it's the most difficult decision in terms of prioritizing for the Browns this offseason. No, and I—I I mean,
2: I'm in—I'm in agreement there. We just—we just disagree with in terms of elite receivers. Because and how dare you? you? And but you say that too, like, and, and I agree with that point in terms of getting a defensive tackle. That's got to be number one, and hopefully, Winfrey develops into something. But I think they're gonna have to go out and get something that's for 2023 that they know that the Browns know is gonna work. Mm-hmm. Same thing with with getting potentially a number two pass rusher. But if you don't value Cooper as a number one receiver, a team needs a number one receiver. You can't, just because you have a collection of number twos, doesn't mean that, of course, one of them has to be number one, but that doesn't mean you have a number one target. I mean, I think
1: Yeah. I think my only thing would be, I think it matters more that the players fit the quarterback than vice versa. And, and listen, I'm not trying to say like this, it's Mahomes. Mahomes is the guy and Mahomes and Kelsey Mm -hmm. is the special sauce in Kansas City. But like, Kadarius Tony went from Daniel Jones, an afterthought, to Kansas City, and while I don't think he's a number one player uh, or number one wide receiver, all of a sudden he's a very valuable uh, player. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, like look down their roster, and they just have a bunch of guys that fit what Mahomes does, and that's my concern. Right? Maybe in a maybe in a in a different quarterback, maybe Amari could still be a number one. He was, by the way, he wasn't the number one in in Dallas, right? Um, although we can haggle he was,
2: though. I mean, when CD got there, he then moved to the number two, but he was the number one receiver in Dallas. Yeah, no? it was him
1: in Gallup. Uh well but, I, but, he but, would, but, but to me it was one A, one B, one C. That's fair. Or, sorry. Still, there's still a one in front of that. 2B, two B, two two C. Listen. To be or not to be. But I still when it when it gets to the wide receiver spot, I think there's a higher level conversation that has to go into the Cleveland Browns this year. And I think it actually has to do with what's good for Deshaun and what's good for winning. Because I think the best thing that can happen this year is that you win games. Because even if Deshaun, like let's say you go 12 and 5, and Deshaun is the ninth best quarterback in the NFL. That's not elite. That's not a franchise quarterback, right? That's in that Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford kind of Situation. As long as you win, one, we'll overrate Deshaun Watson because he's here. Mm-hmm. And two, it will at least allow everybody to move forward and provide more stability for the organization. I think you have time with Deshaun. Everyone, in, and we're all so focused on... Deshaun being vintage Deshaun, so we can say we won that deal, or more importantly, so we we don't have to say we lost that deal with Houston and the Browns won't be a laughing stock. Everybody just wants to see Deshaun Watson be a top five quarterback. That like as important as that is, I'll take, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go in on winning. We're gonna do everything we can to win this year, because that's gonna stabilize everybody's job. And not just everybody's job. You can start to build a culture of winning again, versus I got to do everything to make Deshaun the best version of himself. I'd rather twelve and five and Deshaun's really really good than uh, five and twelve and Deshaun is perceived as elite. I agree, but
2: returning to the Kansas City model because that's what—not that the Browns are trying to replicate, but it would be nice if they could, right? Kansas City, year in year out, they're on the verge or not on the verge or in a Super Bowl, right? The receivers you mentioned: Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Tony. Guys that aren't number ones, but when they are thrusted into that culture, not that the personality changes, but Juju, obviously, with some of the TikTok stuff off the field, Kadarius Toney was a headache in New York. They buy into the system, and I think that system, with coaching Andy Reid, but it's also twofold with Patrick Mahomes. And Deshaun Watson is someone who needs to... Get the best out of his receivers like Mahomes does, and I'm not trying to disparage uh, the talent of 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 Tony or Smith Schuster because they are very good receivers, but Mahomes is making them at an elite level, elevating their performance. Just because of his talent. And it's not unfair to say that Deshaun Watson should be elevating his receivers. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, he'll have one year with Amari Cooper and Cooper is going to be the number one receiver in football. Not what I'm saying. Well, I think what I'm saying is that you've got to
1: elevate your talent around you. Yeah, but real quick to that. They didn't have chemistry. And it didn't look like they grew chemistry. But it was six games. And, well, no, no, no. And I understand that mentality. Mm. But it's not just six games. It's $20 million. I get it's that. It's $20 million and a, and maybe moving away from Amari because you can find somebody that fits better with him. But you're and, re- Yeah. You're and again, ready- I'm not saying it's a for certain thing. I'm just saying, I think you really have, if if you're really dead set, and it seems like, man, the Browns are pushing to everybody in the media it seems like they're pushing the need for wide receiver well if that's true then you can't have two possession receivers or two guys who are good at things that are the best thing they do is not the best thing that Deshaun Watson can take advantage of I get that but based on what we've seen from Watson
2: I don't think it's the receivers having to convert to his style I think it's him having to match expectations. And I'm not saying they should keep someone who Watson doesn't like because you've you've made your bed if you're the Cleveland Browns in terms of you gave this guy a lot of money. So, yeah, you're not going to bring in someone he doesn't disagree with, who he doesn't have chemistry with, who he can't get the ball to, but right now he's got to show that he can get the ball to an elite receiver if you were to bring one in, which two he one, hasn't
1: yet. 2165780092. How big of a priority is an upgrade at the receiver spot? And I do think this is a really important question that I think the Browns have to be asking themselves because I don't think the answers align across the organization. What is most important in 2023, the Browns winning or the Browns making sure Deshaun Watson is the best version of himself? Because I do think whatever your answer is, that should tell you whether they should go prioritize elite defensive linemen or or an elite wide receiver. Cuz I think it's best for Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry to win. Because the reality is I don't I it, they they shouldn't care. If if uh Deshaun goes out there and has another 2020 uh 2020 season where he's got almost 5000 yard passing and 30 some touchdowns and limits the, the interceptions, but you win 5 games, it's not going to matter. Those guys aren't going to be here next year. So for them, I think it's I think it's winning. For the organization, and when I say organization, I'm saying Jimmy Haslam, the best thing for the organization is that Deshaun Watson looks as good as possible because Jimmy's reputation took a hit, not just in terms of league offices with that contract, but around, I mean, it wasn't that high in Cleveland, but even in Cleveland, and certainly outside of Cleveland, as an owner, if Deshaun balls out, you can find a better coach next year. And that's why that's the thing that scares me. The best thing for the for Jimmy Haslam and the Haslams is Deshaun looks the best. And the best things for for Kevin and Andrew is that winning is the, pri- the the number one thing this off season. And by the way, I do think how you build this team will absolutely matter in which one of those things happens most. Whether it's Deshaun's success or winning. Let's go with let's go with Matt. Matt, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Going well, bud. What you got?
3: Good. Um, well, you know, after when I heard that on the 5 at 5, I kind of, you know, perked up a little bit about Murray Cooper. But, you know, after hearing your conversation, I understand where you're going with it. But I thought about it more as like, you know, what is his value? And, you know, I just looked up, you know, based on over the cap, um, what the top receivers were paid. And Murray Cooper is number 12. There might be one above him that I would replace with. But, I mean, the guys below 12, you know, and I understand this doesn't include rookie contracts because they're not going to be top. But, I mean, <laughs> there aren't very many good guys, you know, maybe two below him that I would replace him with. And I understand he's a really good route runner, and he, uh, he can learn to scramble.
1: All right, Matt, we appreciate you, buddy. I, I still am coming back to the idea that if the Browns are really going to swing the fence on a wide receiver, it might make sense that that move comes with a second round. And I think I heard something. I think I heard Lima say something like this. The NFL, in managing the cap, it's always about where can you find pockets of value, right? All right, well, we've paid the offensive line, so we've got a bunch of young receivers on rookie contracts. All right, we've... uh, We've got a defense. We put in half of the salary cap in, but we got a rookie on a rookie contract. Outside of maybe cornerbacks, the Browns really don't have financially a lot of places that you can point to and say there's a lot of value there. And when I say value, I'm not saying you're getting bang for your buck, although you can say that as well. But I'm talking about guys, a position group, or a set, a side of the ball where you've got young players on rookie contracts that are able to start. That should hypothetically be the defense with all the the stuff that they put in there, all the, all the assets they put into the defense. Well, unfortunately outside of a couple of guys and outside of obviously guys you've already paid, there aren't a lot of guys. There aren't a lot of guys that you look at and say, well, they're affordable and they're young and because they're affordable and young and playing well, we can go spend more money here. That. While I think the salary cap is a ruse, John, there's also a limit to, to just logically yeah. how many high-level players you should have. I think one of Dallas's biggest problems is they just piecemeal the roster year in, year out with veterans one way or another. some point for the long-term run, the rookie's got to do it. Eddie, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, what's going on?
3: Hey, I, I agree with your point about like, duplication as far as like getting another... Possession receiver. I, I really, to be honest with you, I don't like any of the uh, free agent wide receivers. If, if they're going to get a wide receiver, it, to me it's going to be via trade. But um, I, I, I disagree. with I'm not messing with Amari Cooper. I'm, I'm going to restructure Amari Cooper. I'm not cutting Amari Cooper. I'm not going to add Amari Cooper and, think, and, and then uh, cut Amari Cooper and get another receiver and think that that's you – know, I'm, I'm adding to what, what I have with him. Now, what you can do I, with this extra depth, you do have depth in the secondary – yeah, multiple defensive backs that you that they could, you know, I I, I like Emerson over Greg Newsom, but you could you could dangle Greg Newsom if you try to get into that Jerry Judy situation. You know what I mean? And they might have to be creative with this with with how they do this. But um, I'm not subtracting. I'm adding to my receivers. I'm adding to my receivers. And you know, I know he said it. The other guy said that uh, you know, it's upon uh coming upon Deshaun Watson to bring these guys to another level, and it is to a certain extent, but. There's only one dude that's really uh, – it's Patrick Mahomes and everybody else.
1: Ooh, you know, the reality you know, of
3: it is I, I, it's, it's I, Patrick Mahomes and everybody I, else. I
1: don't know. I, I know that Jamar Chase is excellent. Thank you for the call, Eddie. I kind of think Joe Burrow is in that same class and same category. And you know what? I think Josh Allen is as well. Even though he has Stefan Diggs, I don't think Stephon was as good. I thought Josh Allen was still pretty darn good. And I think Gabe Davis was a bit of a disappointment this year. I think there's about three guys in that conversation. Uh, by the way, congrats on being the other guy. I'm, you know what? That's fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. I mean, no, that's how it start. You got to be the other guy yeah. first, and then eventually, it'll be like, ah, oh, that guy kind of like or kind of hate. And then maybe one day they'll learn your name, John. Yeah. Well,
2: as long as there's no adjective, oh, the the, the crappy guy, the bad oh, guy. Oh, there's the, always there's, an adjective. The, <laughs> the other guy is. Fine. It's
1: sports talk radio. There is always <laughs> an adjective, John. I'm really um, interested in the idea of either one of these two teams becoming a dynasty. At some point, at some point, we're going to get into that conversation uh, this week or next. But we're just having the conversation and. I want to simplify the conversation we've been having because it sounds like I'm anti-wide receiver or anti-adding wide receivers. Uh, uh, Caller Eddie in that last call, uh, in that last segment was saying, I don't want to subtract, I want to add. And I totally understand that. I would like to get Deshaun Watson an elite speed receiver. And fortunately, if you look in this draft, there are some dudes who can fly. Now, the problem is, First-year wide receivers don't always hit, but guys like Josh Downs or the kid from Tennessee, there's a couple other kids. There's a kid from Charlotte I really like named Grant DeBoe. I think he is really, really nice. But I I just want to simplify it. I think the best thing for for everybody not named Jimmy Haslam is winning in 2023 because if you miss the playoffs – there's going to be more firing. If there's more firing, that means more turnover. And more turnover maybe means more losing. So if the Cleveland Browns want to win in 2023, they have to heavily invest in the defensive line. If you told me right now, Browns uh, go out and get just pie in the sky. Just think of a great name, John. Think of a name that nobody thinks is available right now. For a receiver. Wide receiver. Je- um, let's say Justin je- Jefferson. Let's, let's, say let's say Justin do Jefferson. it. Justin Jefferson. Somehow they they pulled the sword from the stone. Wow. And awesome. they don't seriously address, address the, the defensive line. Mm-hmm. They're not going to win enough games to save everybody's job and to, to to rebuild a winning culture here. They're not. Yeah. But if let's say they went out and they drafted a speed guy in the second round and signed a Smith-Schuster or a Brandon Cooks or something like that. And then most of their assets went into bringing in a Deron Payne and a Marcus Davenport. I think the Browns are winning next year because you've already got good cornerbacks, and if you got good cornerbacks, if you can if you can throw out good coverage onto the field, if you have linebackers who can also cover, and you have uh, a defensive line that can get home, and a quarterback with elite talent, you will win. It's not a matter, you might not win the first couple weeks, over over 18 weeks you will win. The things you need to win in the NFL, and I'm talking about winning in the regular season, right? Franchise quarterback, be stout on your uh, on your defensive lines, and you need to have a defensive line that can really get after it. Oh, and by the way, if you can have some nice cornerbacks, that helps as well. <laughs> But if you don't have those things, you're not going to win consistently, and you're certainly not going to take a step forward. And Jim Schwartz isn't suddenly going to turn all these young kids into the second coming of Albert Hainsworth, right? You, you have to have the talent. He might turn a couple guys into really good rotational or starters. It's, it's not turning water into wine here.
2: The, the main focus should be on the defense, agreed, but your solution for the offense, and I think there does have to be attention paid to it, all right, draft guys, not in the first round, draft later, and then develop, try and get a speed receiver. Isn't that what Cleveland's done over the last couple of years? Isn't that what David Bell is? Isn't that what Anthony Schwartz is? Well, you talking and about one-year players. I'm, no, you're talking I'm about one-year players. Don't I'm do that. Saying, but like that's but that's sort of what you're trying to replicate, and it hasn't worked. Mm, well, if you but, have the opportunity to go out and get a receiver, like Albert Breer mentioned, a Jerry Judy, a Mike Evans, You bring it in. The whole thing, and I agree, again, because I'm not not trying to disagree with defense priority. Mm -hmm. You hate defense. Just say it out here. Defenses win championships. But the fact that, oh, they can't get another receiver with a salary cap and everything, that should be driven into the point that Deshaun Watson is making $40 million. You could take a little less in your original deal if you want to have your pick of the litter of certain receivers. I understand, you know, you want to get what you get, what's yours, and value yourself. And I and I understand that. But you look at the guy who just recently retired, and Tom Brady, towards the tail end of his career, he took less money because when did he teams, take less he, in New England. He, took, he did okay in New England. Saying, he didn't
1: do he didn't do it in Tampa Bay. I'm not, and I'm no, not, he's I'm, making thirty million dollars a year in Tampa Bay. And I'm
2: not saying hey, Watson should be making twenty million. I'm not trying to take money out of the guy's pocket, but you you want like. How we're talking about how, oh, he's calling the shots and he wants someone different than Cooper, well, you could afford another receiver at $20 million, or you could re- afford another receiver even at 10 and 5 if you're not making $40 million that's thrusted into the quarterback position. I mean, look at Cincinnati as a prime example. How much money Joe Burrow's making. They're going to have to pay him down the line, but they're not doing that right now. Well, but they and also don't have, and don't have to
1: pay Jamar Chase. Yeah, and they, and they don't have to pay T. Higgins. And it comes from Tom. development,
2: but they can, and Joe Burrow knows this. All right, when I take this money... I want to be able to make sure and and talking with ownership and stuff that I could get paid. Yeah. So you think, so you, think you, you think Joe Burrow is going to take 100% less? Uh, not why? I don't want to say he's going, to but he'll understand the uh, salary cap of his that, team because uh, he wants to
1: win because no. he wants to. hundred percent. No quarterback will 100%. ever do what Tom no. Brady's the anomaly. No quarterback had ever done that before, mm. and no quarterback's I, done since. And 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 you say
2: like take less. I'm I'm not saying the full max, but. There, there's a conversation about if Watson re-established the quarterback market. Mm-hmm. I don't think quarterbacks around the league or even teams are going to offer their guys $40 million. What's,
1: what's the fight for Lamar right now? Lamar wants it fully guaranteed. And I don't blame him. What's what's the fight? What will be the fight? And by the mm-hmm. way, uh, Pat, Pat, Patrick Mahomes has opt-outs coming up in his contract. Yeah. He's going to... Whatever he was supposed to make, mm-hmm. I, th- I think the first couple years are like a, uh, like 150 million. The back half of the deal is supposed to be 250 million. Mm-hmm. I bet you all of a sudden that back half of that deal is suddenly 400 million. So my, my
2: point is, if you're a franchise like the Browns and Deshaun Watson's making 40 million dollars, you paid him that, and he's going around and complaining, guys, we gotta. And I'm not saying he's done this, but oh, we gotta get this receiver. Why don't we go out and get this running back? Wouldn't if you're the Haslam's turn around and be like Deshaun, like we could, but no, we're giving
1: you 40 million. No. No, you're not. You know why? Because the whole... So you're
2: giving him free reign then?
1: Yes, which is exactly what what quarterbacks are being given now. I understand that. This is now... I mean, the reason why Tom Brady went to Tampa Mm -hmm. wasn't just $30 million a year. Of course. It was that he could handpick his roster. Yeah. That's one of the reasons Mm -hmm. why Russ was so gung-ho to go to Denver. Yes. He could handpick the offense that he played in. By the way, he chose poorly. Um, But you look at this, that's... The, the new normal in the NFL is once you pay that guy that kind of money, whether you've, whether you've implicitly said, hey, what do you want? Or whether you just gave him that contract. The reality is you've given him that power. He has that say in that conversation. And where teams have not wanted to give that power, they've lost the quarterback. And even though Seattle's winning that conversation right now, I'm going to tell you right now, you will never see another franchise quarterback take below the expected pro- – every one of these – and I'm talking about elite. Ryan Tannehill's going to take less. <laughs> Kirk Cousins probably won't take less. Yeah, I am going to say he's higher. Derek babe. Carr might take less in his next venture depending on where he goes. Mm-hmm. Elite quarterbacks will never take less again because they don't have to because the agents have figured out that, one, Tom is the anomaly. He is the unicorn. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't have to. This is all about what it does is it forces the owner to spend his money. And that's what agents are doing. Real quick here, we're going to get into some yeah, uh, calls here. Wayne,
3: welcome hey. to the show, buddy. Yeah, um, on the, uh, on the wide receiver situation, Um, my, uh, listen, you, you guys, I'm sure you all saw Garrett Wilson. You saw Chris Olave. These guys had, su- had superb years this year. You know, they arrived in you know, what, 60 to 70 um, catches a game. And I want to say Chris Lobby went well close to a thousand yards, mm-hmm. something like that, hey in the draft find find that wide receiver I'm sure there's one there somewhere we can get we can bring, bring in and um you know he can he could could he could start doing remarkable things for the browns
1: well and sure he, and I think something to kind of build into what you're saying here, looking at all those players that we talked about, a j. Brown was a second rounder. Stephon Diggs was, I believe, a fifth rounder. Um, Tyreek Hill was a fifth rounder. Now, that was due to some off the field stuff, but that was a fifth rounder. So, you know, guys like Jamar Chase, guys like Justin Jefferson, those elite young receivers, more often than not, those, I got to be honest with you. I don't care how many of those guys are out there. Drafting a quarterback with a, uh, drafting a wide receiver with a first round pick scares the crap out of me. Because that is just as bust, or sorry, that is just as high as bust rate as quarterbacks is.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.